Here's the blunt truth. Your dating profile sucks. It sucks bad. I know it does. I've seen them. And every dude that's come to get help from me has had a really, really terrible profile, but they really didn't realize how bad it actually was. I think they were driven to come get help from me because they weren't getting the matches they were expecting and they couldn't figure out why. Well, they figured out why. It's because their dating profile was all wrong. So if you want help with yours to get you better matches and the matches that you're looking for, just come to this girl. Go to kristencarney.com slash dating help. I'll make you a dating profile that is witty, but also you. It's engaging, it's interesting, and it's not a turnoff to her. So get my help. Go to kristencarney.com slash dating help, kristencarney.com slash dating help. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on the Ask Women podcast, we have Polly Z. I don't know if you've heard of him before, but I'm guessing that you have because he has played guitar with some of the greats in the music world. He's going to talk to us about confidence, how to practice getting good at something, whether it's girls, guitar, art, whatever it is. He's going to talk to us about how to practice and be okay with feeling. It's something that everybody needs to know, even if you're not trying to be successful with girls. It's a benefit for anything in your life. Anyway, I'm rambling on, but stay tuned because he is coming up on this episode of the Ask Women Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Ask Women Podcast. It's your host, Kristen Carney, along with Marnie Kinris, and we have professional musician and educator and all-around self-proclaimed renaissance man, Polly Z. Hey, Polly, thanks for coming. Hey, you're not supposed to say self-proclaimed. That rude. <laughs> yes, that was rude. Start <laughs> over. That's okay. I had to bring you down a notch because you've got a cool Brooklyn accent. You're a musician. I don't want to intimidate our listeners by your prowess and your coolness. No, listen, this is the exact, it's the exact opposite. It, there's no intimidation. It's motivation and inspiration because no one, no one is born cool and no one is born successful. We all start from the no, same have spot. Have you ever met me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, you are cool. You just maybe don't, you might not realize it. We're all cool. The problem is it's just, it's just, you know what it is? The secret is, is figuring it out what your cool is and then developing it. It took years, years to get to that to that level of, of narcissism where I think I'm so cool. <laughs> I didn't start <laughs> well, like that. <laughs> I was going to say, can you walk us through your process of how you got to this place where you are cool? Because tell people your, your background. Like even when you sent okay. over your bio, it was like, fuck, this guy is cool. <laughs> Should we talk to him? <laughs> um, well, okay, so basically uh, the oldest of uh, three boys uh, from Brooklyn, New York, um, you know, raised um, half Jewish, half Colombian, which was an interesting mix because uh, it didn't quite fit into either one. Yeah, but it was weird because I wasn't like really like, you know, I, I went to Hebrew school, but I was not really Jewish enough for oh, they them. Probably, yeah, they shunned you, you know? from both communities probably. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, like in the, in the Spanish side of my family, like I didn't speak Spanish and we didn't learn how to speak Spanish. And so I didn't really have the, that culture. So I found like I had to find my kind of my own thing. 
And really, I found it with music, with artists. That was became my sort of what I, my culture or nationality was artists, anyone. You'd sing, dance, play an instrument, paint. And I wound up going to art school, LaGuardia High School, which is the uh, school that was in the movie fa- that fame was um, yeah. you know, written about. And, you know, that, that honestly, I think was the, the, the thing that really opened me up because I, first of all, put me in a position where I was around people that were freaky and that were very open and different and very flamboyant and, and all my friends and everybody else went to like a regular school in Brooklyn. So I think for me, it showed me what the potential is to be able to sort of open up and see who you really are and not be afraid to be who you really are. You know, and you don't get that. I think a lot of people don't have that opportunity, you know, because they're, you know, this world is very, very much about like keeping people, you know, closed in and afraid. And um, that's what I love about music, especially rock and roll, because it's, it's that the rebellious attitude of like breaking that mold and, and just being like, this is who I am. If you don't like it, kiss my butt, you know, this is me. How much did it? How much did the name Polly D wreck your style for a bit? Oh my God, it, it was a lot. Thank God, thank God that that, that kind of calmed down. But when that was hot, yeah. that was that threw me nuts. And then everybody's like tell, calling me Polly D, and I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm not. Pauly no, Polly D. D is short for douchebag. I'm Polly Z. <laughs> yes. Um, and the thing is, you know, growing up, you know, uh, I I was shy. You know, I was a little chubby, and I was I I was I had no game, I, and. And it's interesting because having a skill like drawing or playing guitar or singing, it really made a big difference in my confidence and and developing an identity. Because all of a sudden I was like, you know, girls would be like, oh, oh, you play guitar? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden there's something like, you know, that's why you join sports teams. Everyone's got like some sort of talent or gift. So if you figure that out, and I was lucky enough that I figured it out and I had great parents that supported it. Then you start building confidence and an identity. Say, oh, okay, look, I have a skill. And that is really, my journey started there where I started realizing, okay, I, I was given these gifts. I may not be a great, may not be great at sports and I may not be great at this. I may not be great at that, but I'm great at this. So I'm just going to keep following it. And, and what happens is you develop confidence and you, and you have to try. See, the other thing, I tried really hard and worked really hard to get to what I wanted to get to. I didn't want to be that shy guy. I didn't want to be afraid to talk to a girl. I didn't want to be afraid to do anything. So I practiced. I know it sounds weird, but I actually practiced. I said... No, it doesn't. That's what my business is. It's practicing. It's learning how to do these things. At, w- at what age were you doing this? Um, that's a good question. Because I think in high school, I still was very, very shy. Even in college, it was more so it all started when I... And it's funny because this, you know, talking about being in a band and playing guitar, but it's really when I started playing in a band with my brother. Like the very first show we played, and we weren't very good. Uh, we weren't bad, but we weren't great. I remember the, this girl came up to me and she goes, uh, she was like, was that you up there? And she goes, what's your name? And I said, who, you're talking to me? I'm looking around like like Robert De Niro and, you know, taxi driver. Right. like, you're talking yeah. to me? I couldn't believe that someone came up to me and was asking who I was. So. I couldn't believe it. And that's where it kind of started. So I would say for me, that was, I want to say I was like 17 maybe or 18. Okay. So I was, a, I was already a late bloomer. All my friends were, you know, having sex and that's they were going on dates. Oh my God. We've got, I'm, 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 I'm 35. I'm trying to figure it out. No. <laughs> well, it was late for me because my friends, I had friends that were like, 
by that age, they were like, yeah, you know, they had multiple partners and had girlfriends. I didn't even like kiss my children. first time I kissed a girl was 17. Yeah, like had kids, you know. (laughs) I don't know. I felt way, way behind the curve. It, It drove me crazy. And then, and then even it wasn't until like really like when I was in my early 20s where it kind of started to open up. And that's when I started practicing. And what I did was, believe it or not, I said, I'm going to allow myself to fail 99 out of 100 times. And then so, and by taking, by, by taking that pressure off. Did you take my off, course? Did- <laughs> no, why? Do you say that? Yeah, no, I love, these are, I love the things that you're saying because it's so important to like enjoy being rejected. And practice being rejected. Well, all successful people will tell you that. There's like, you know, for every one painting masterpiece or one uh, hit song, you have to yeah. write a hundred other songs. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, can we, can I curse on here or no? Yeah, I'm, of course, please. Fuck oh, okay. yeah. Go. Yeah, so, oh, there you go. <laughs> you can, uh, well, you got to remember I'm an educator. So it's like, I have to know my, where I am, when, when I can and can't. So yeah, you have to write like a hundred shitty songs before you can write one really good song. So yeah. I said, I just applied the same logic. And I'm like, you know what? If I just talk to as many girls as I can on the street and, the, you know, literally on, on the train and in the, in, in the this grocery store, anywhere and everywhere, and just say hi and start talking. I said, if I can get one of them, you know, if I can be successful one out of a hundred, I'll be fine. And you know what happened? I was successful most of the time. It, it, I couldn't believe, but my success yeah. rate was so high because I took the pressure off and because I was relaxed and confident, that's what they responded to. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Do you remember how you went about it in the beginning? Was it really just going up and saying hi? Or do you, I know it's a long time ago, or maybe not a long time ago. No, but no, I, rem- I remember it uh, pretty well, actually, because I remember, I'll give you an example. I was on a bus cross town going from the east side to the west side in Manhattan, and there was an um, Asian girl sitting next to me on the bus. Stranger, right? And I just said, you know, I was like, hi, what's your name? Just like that. And she told me her name. And, and then I was like, oh, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm heading over. I'm teaching a couple classes and whatever. What do you do? And we just started talking. Wound up going out, you know, just like that. And I, mm. I, I yeah, just a perfect example. You know what, guys, guys, guys listening to the show are going to say, well, he must be really handsome or really good looking. And like, that's why it worked for him. Well, I saw a picture, I saw your picture and you, you are very good looking. You look like, you know, you look like, you look like John Leguizamo. I get John, I get John and mostly, well, mostly I get James Franco, but John, John, James Franco or Oscar, the actor. I know we just lost about a thousand listeners right now. There you go. (laughs) Anyway, anyway. The guy from Star Wars? The guy from Star Wars? Yeah. 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 Talking to guys who may not have the celebrity look or, you know, whatever, what do you say to those dudes? No, listen, none of that's just icing on the cake. Honestly, that's not all of that's bullshit. I don't care. And if they say and if they say that, oh, he's good looking, whatever. Let me tell you something. That's a that's an excuse. It's not. I wasn't born like that. I mean, yeah, I you you only see my jaw because I make sure that I stay a certain weight and I go to the gym and I try to stay that way. But if I showed you a picture of when I was in junior high school, you know, you couldn't, I didn't even have a jawline. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So well, like, like we're not born cool and we're not born attractive. No, and, and listen, and, and one thing, look, this is the other thing that guys have to understand, especially if, about for women. Women are attracted 
to your personality. I know it sounds weird, but they're attracted to your confidence, your personality, the way you behave, they handle yourself more so than your physical features. That's oh, yeah. the biggest secret they have to understand. That, yeah, it helps if you have, if you're good looking, fine, that's great. But if you're good looking and you're, you know, an idiot, trust me, they're going to get tired of that. The, the, the good looking yeah. part gets old very quick. So that's, yeah. a, that's an excuse. That has nothing to do with it. Because I know plenty of good looking people that are either assholes you know, or they just don't have their shit together. You know what I mean? They're, 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 you know, they're, you know, they don't know how to pay their bills. They don't have good credit score. They don't have a, a decent right. job. I mean, that gets old. So all you guys listening out there, if you think it has to do with your good looks, you're, you're totally wrong. And, and if you use it as an excuse, then that's just, you're using it, it's just an excuse because it's not the truth. The truth is, that. is you have, you have to, it's all in how you present yourself. Confidence you know, um, you gotta be, you know, be classy, be manly, you know, be funny. Um, you know, it's a mixture of things, you know? Yeah. Well, but even more so you touched on it in the beginning where you were talking about finding a passion, finding your crew and the people that help lift you up and build your confidence. So you said, you know, that the arts w was that for you. So I know that you said, I'm guessing you've always been artistic. At what age did you find that community and did that confidence start building within you? Well, I, I would say in high school because I was always artistic and my brother and I, when we, as far back as I can remember and I have pictures to prove it, like we were, we were making our own records, cutting it out of paper and we had our own solo albums and, and we had, you know, we put on concerts and we were building things. Like we were always very artistic, but we were artistic in the sense that we were still kind of like the geeky, you know, Dungeon and Dragon comic book club guys. Right. And, and it wasn't until... Not even, no, I shouldn't even say high school because honestly, the truth is it really started when I played, started playing in a band. That's when everything changed because having the team uh, camaraderie of being in a band, being on stage, there's something about being on stage that just people respond to. No different than watching a football player, right? Or a baseball player in, in a uniform on, on the field. You could be the ugliest guy in the world, but if you're a quarterback, let me tell you something, you're getting laid. I don't care. Right. So how, so, how, yeah, so how does like Mr., you know, 40-year-old accountant have that same experience? Because, you know what, he's not artistic and that's not where he's ending up on stage in front of girls or as the quarterback yeah, in the like NFL. The guy that a, he's the guy that a guitar would not get him laid. <laughs> well, I, I, see, I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I disagree. I think you don't have to be a rock star to to exude confidence or to 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 no, get, definitely get not. to get someone's attention, but because again, it depends who is he going after. Is he going after Carmen Electra or is he going after a normal girl, a woman that maybe works in his office? She's not looking, you know, like a, a good woman at the end of the day wants a good man. You got to remember that you don't need forget this whole rock star thing. It's like it's 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 who you are. That present because they're good rock stars and they're bad rock stars. Trust me, right. I work so with basically, them. Basically, basically, what you're saying is for a guy who's an accountant, what he can do in this situation to get that quote unquote rock star vibe is to just be maybe really good at what he does. Like, yeah, maybe he like what, walk he around with a calculator would, all the time. Just well, no, maybe, maybe yes, <laughs> yes, but that can well, if he's be the sexy, best accountant. Listen, if he's the best right. accountant. If he's that, if he's the guy that people are going to, and he's the, it's the way he presents himself. If he sees himself as a rock star accountant, or he could pick up a hobby. I mean, he doesn't have to be playing Madison Square Garden. But if he picked up a guitar and could well, play 
a song for this girl. Let's say they're on it, you know, he brings it to work one day and he's like, oh yeah, you know, I'll play you this Ed Sheeran song. I guarantee you, I don't care what he looks like. I don't care if he's balding and 400 pounds. I don't care. If the guy comes out and plays a song on a guitar, already his status goes up. He has it's, it is true. Like there are certain or, things. Like, even, or or yeah. he can be douchey or he can be the douchey That's guy different. at the party who thinks he's hot. But like someone like, you know, could have a have a, a hobby like woodworking or something. Just be yeah. really good and really passionate about woodworking or whatever it is that you choose to bird do. Bird watching. I don't care if you're bird right. watching exactly. or fishing or stamp collect. I mean, the, you said it. See, the word is passionate. If you're passionate about something and you're really into that, People respond. They respond to that. You know, they're going to see that dedication. They're going to see that that attention to detail, and that that comes across in in, in life. Like if some guy comes and say, "Hey, oh, this is my collection of you know whatever I collected," blah 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 blah, and you see how organized he is. Well, guess what? He's probably organized with his finances. He's probably pretty you know detail oriented in the way he lives his life. So it's that's that's what I've noticed in my in my. Uh, many years of of dating and and you know and fig- trying to figure out a woman's mind is that that's they look for the potential in a man. They don't look men look at what they see. So I see a woman and and I and what I see is what I want. I don't want it to change. We don't want anything to sag. We don't want anything to ch- like it's, right. it's 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 very superficial. But we're very much like oh I like what I see now. How long can I keep it like this? Just like this. And right. a woman and bl- bless their soul because this is the maternal aspect. They see the potential. They see a man and they see what we can be. And that's why a, a, every great man has a great woman by his side because they push us. So the thing is, that 40-year-old accountant who thinks it, the biggest problem he has is he doesn't realize his own potential. He doesn't see what makes him cool. Once he can figure that out, he goes, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm an accountant. So what? I'm cool. That, then the, that'll attract the women. Because they're going to see the, and they're going to see the potential. Say, oh, this guy goes fishing, or this guy does this, or he plays guitar. Oh, I wonder if he could do this. Boom, boom, boom. See what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I love how you put that, that women do see potential, because that's absolutely true. I, I did want to talk more about what you do now, because you actually have developed a program about how to teach people how to play guitar on their own, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so, my, so my history, basically, going back a little bit, uh, I got into doing music. I, obviously, I wanted to just be a rock star my whole life. and But I also naturally really, really good at teaching. And I love early education specifically, but teaching anybody, teaching anything. So um, my whole career well, you, has been based off of... Go ahead. I was going to say, but you, you were a rock star and you are a rock star. I, yeah, right? no, I do both. I, I do yes. both. And that's the thing. I'm living my dream because I get to be... I literally, here, look, perfect example. I was just in, on tour this weekend in Houston, Texas, singing with the, the sweet, legendary band, The Sweet, opening up for April Wine and, and Wolf Mother, flew in uh, and taught, you know, and then played the Whiskey Go-Go last night. Oh, and cool. then this morning I taught four preschool classes and then just did That's a guitar amazing. lesson online, a Skype lesson online. Now I'm doing a radio interview. You know what I mean? It's like, that's my life. It's just doing the two things. And because I'm so passionate about both those things, it's not like I'm working. Like, I don't feel like I work a day in my life. Even though I work really, really hard, I don't feel it because I'm passionate. And that's, the, that's what I was trying to say from the beginning. You got to find what it is you're about. What is your purpose? You know, don't try to be something you're not. If you're not meant to be a rock star, don't try it. Because guess what? You're going to fail and you're going to come across as a poser. So if, if that ain't who you are, that ain't who you are. Figure out who you are. 
I love it. was lucky enough, honestly, okay. lucky enough that I figured it out earlier and I was able to pursue it. You know what I mean? Where a lot of my friends still didn't know what they wanted to do in life. And when like college, I'm like, hey, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I might go into this. I might go into that. It's like, I couldn't fathom it. How do you not know what you want to do with your life at this point? I just couldn't understand it. Well, because I think you know? for some people, like, you know, if you are creative, that it's an obvious direction to go. Um, some people don't guess, have yeah. that side to them. So they they see it as limited options available and that it if it doesn't come naturally, then it's obviously not something that I'm passionate about, which is why you have to go out and explore. It's why you have yeah. to try playing guitar or try rock climbing or try being into birds and see if it's something that captures your attention. That's how you kind of figure out what you like. You were lucky that you were exposed to something that it caught Well, on. that's why I love... And that's why I love being an educator. I love that the art of teaching because I feel like teachers are such an important, we have such an important role in life because yeah. we're shaping, especially early education, we are presenting the options of life and teaching you about them. So we're saying, you know, like my parents, they put me and my brothers, we did karate. You know, we did, I was on the little league team. I was terrible. You know, it's like yeah. I did all, they put me in all these different things. I'm like, yeah, I suck at that. I suck at that. I'm not, you know, this ain't for me. But you don't know unless you try. And that's, that's the whole thing. So that I love, I love educating because I love being able to inspire. That's why I said, not intimidate, inspire. Yeah. You know, all the people that I look up to, I'm not intimidated by them. I'm inspired by them. I'm like, wow, look what they did. You know, they're yeah. human like, like me. I'm going to do right? it too. Yes, yeah, I'm going to do it as well do. and be just as inspiring to somebody else. We're going to take a quick break. Um, okay. But for anybody who does want to find out more about Polly Z, you're going to come back after we take a break, but finding out I'm more here. about Polly Z and learning how to play guitar. He hasn't really... You know, he's touched on the people that he has worked with, but he's got like a freaking yeah, we're gonna, resume. We're going to get to that after the break. Yes, we'll get to that after the break. But go to winggirlmethod.com slash Z, P-A-U-L-I-E, correct? Z? Mm-hmm. Okay, Z, perfect. Our, yeah, we will be back after this. Whenever I go away for the weekend, I never have any idea which bag to take with me. I either have my boring black suitcase that I got from Target that everyone else has, or I can take this dingy old duffel bag that I got from my parents' basement years and years ago. And honestly, I usually go duffel bag because it's a weekend trip. It makes more sense to have a duffel bag and not a suitcase. And now I don't really have to choose between the crummy duffel bag and the suitcase because I got a baboon duffel bag. And baboon makes technical duffel bags for all of life's adventures. They're waterproof, tearproof, durable, but also stylish duffel bags. And they come with free shipping and a lifetime guarantee. And they come in two sizes, a small for carrying on and a large to check. Both sizes can be stuffed in a trunk, carried on your back, or dragged wherever your adventure takes you. See why Condé Nast Traveler is calling it the ultimate weekender. I'm going to become the ultimate weekender now that I've got my baboon bag. So visit baboontothemoon.com and enter promo code WOMEN to receive 10% off of your purchase. That's baboontothemoon.com, code WOMEN. baboontothemoon.com, code WOMEN. All right, we are back with Polly Z. Again, if you do want to learn how to play guitar, if that's an area that you're curious about, because to be honest, it is freaking sexy when somebody can carry a guitar and play guitar. <laughs> uh, no matter who you are, you put that guitar in your arms and you know how to string those strings. It's just, Marty, it's just freaking I love, sexy. I love how you just said, it's sexy how they can carry a guitar. So yeah. you guys don't have to you learn how to play it. No, just carry one. it. Yeah. Just right. be a roadie. Just that be a roadie. That is true. Just put it on your hey, back roadie, and walk around. Just, you know, 
Roadies get laid too, you know. Oh my I know. god, yes. Yeah, so there's no dog, world. children, and guitars <laughs> on your back. That's all that you need. But go yes. to winggirlmethod.com slash Z to find out more. Uh, but Polly, can you just tell people, you know, who you've worked with and how you actually know how to play guitar, like why they would want to learn from you? Sure. Um, so so the my band that I was in with my brother for 10 years was called ZO2. And we had toured with Kiss and Poison and went and played with ACDC and Twisted Sister and Alice Cooper, like all those like legendary rock bands. We were very much like hard rock, classic rock. And then we had a TV show called Z-Rock where we were a rock band at night and a kid's band by day, which we really were. That's why I was trying to give you that backstory because it doesn't make sense unless you knew that that's what we did for a living. And in this show, that kind of opened up everything because more people knew us obviously for being on TV than than you know just touring clubs and stuff around the country and um i was just able to work with all these like incredible like legendary artists and be on stage and and learn like watch and see how they play and how they approach their their craft because you know there is a there is a major difference between the pros and the le- the legends and all the other ones you know like there are people that can play like Clapton or play like Van Halen but they don't quite have it and i realized and you know over the years that part of that secret is the rhythmic element and and understanding what you're playing not just playing it because if you're just playing something you're copying right, right. so it's just like me trying to swing the base, a bat and just trying to hit a ball that's not the same as understanding the science behind what goes into the swing right so that's where i really got passionate about it because i said i i i want people to understand how to really master you know, these licks, you know, instead of just kind of playing them half-assed. So, you know, and, and uh, my brother, you know, uh, who we lost last year, he, um, he was gifted, super, super gifted, like, a you know, virtuoso bass player. And he was my inspiration. He, he really showed me how to tighten up because I was, I was not nearly as good as him. And he kind of showed me how to approach it. And, 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 uh, and I used that technique in this program. So yeah, so basically from from that TV show, um, I wound up coming to LA uh, and moving out here and then starting solo project. And now I run a thing called Ultimate Jam Night uh, at the Whiskey A Go Go, which is what I was doing last night. I host and produce that. It's been about three and a half years now. It's been like the biggest show out here in LA, which is great. Amazing. Having fun with that. And then, yeah, and then I sing with the suite. I get to sing Ballroom Blitz and Fox on the Run. You have a very nice life. A very, very nice life. That is absolutely amazing. But you made that happen for yourself. It's not like it just landed in your lap. As you said, like you worked for it. You made that happen for yourself. I think it's fantastic. Hundred hundred thousand percent manifested every every aspect of it. The good and the bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's like, true. It's true, though. The passionate stuff with men. Any guy that I've dated or been into has been really passionate about something. They they weren't necessarily the best looking guy in the room. They you know there was something about them I found attractive, but I think a lot of the time I found it in the fact that they could offer things, not things as in money, but like talent. It was it's yeah. very 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 appealing to women. Can I ask a question though? Because to I, both of you, so yeah, I, I'd yeah. like you to sort of maybe describe the way to express your passion because you know I've heard I've seen some guys get stuck in just talking about one topic and that can bite them in the ass with women. How how do you express your passion but st- 
still show that you're about more than your, or is it about being more than your passion? Like the guys, Kristen, that you're talking about, I'm sure that they had this intellect that you were drawn to because they were quick-witted. That's obviously why you went out with them in the first place, but there was also this passion for something. How, how were they able to talk to you about their passion, but without having you feel left out or bored? Um, well, I think there should be like a ratio or a sort of, sort of like a pie chart. It should be, the pie chart should be sliced, you know, into however many pieces. And like one of those pieces in the pie chart that's equal size to a few other things is the passion. So you don't want to like, you're, that's not all of you, but it's there. And so you're a human, you're having a conversation, you're connecting, and then you can sprinkle in and toss in things that you do. So like, you know, um, being a, an amazing writer. It's like, you know, my most recent relationship, an amazing writer. And he wasn't sitting there at the table telling me all about everything that he's written. We actually didn't really talk that much about his writing. I read his writing. It was more like, you know, oh, I'd love to read this if you want to send it to me. And then he sent it to me and I'm like, oh my God, wow, this is really good. Send me more. And so it's just a, it's just a facet of you and you should have a lot of things to you. And that should just be one of them. I, I agree. If that makes yeah, sense. I, I agree. Yeah. I think actually it's almost better not to talk about it because right, exactly. passionate, it'll come out anyway. And they'll, and again, women are extremely intuitive. This is what you got to understand is, and, and like same thing. That's why I love work, working about children. Like they'll see through your bullshit. Like you don't have to try so hard. Like they can tell if you got your shit together, they can tell your confidence they can tell if you're passionate just by the way you act, the way you behave, the way you handle yourself. So don't try so hard. If anything, do the opposite. Ask them about them. Do the spin it. Be interested. Be into who they, you know, what, what do you right. do? What do you like to do? What do you, and that's another thing that I found too. It's like getting off the stage is, look, I, I mean, my brother and I had no problem getting laid off after a show. Like if I just come on stage, I get off stage and just go, yeah, you, okay, let's go. I mean, that's that's one aspect of it, but that's literally just like oh they saw you on stage. They don't care who you are. I don't know this person. It, it, there's no there's no real actual connection. That's just like a physical spur of moment thing. What I found though that I I made actual real connections and when we're dating and when you're really trying to actually get you know have meaningful sex too, not just like you know the you know like oh, the quickie here or there because that gets boring very quickly too. The thing is you have to really be able able to talk. You have to have conversation skills. You got to ask them about them, you know, and, and care. It ain't about you. You know what I mean? All the time. And that, that's another thing. It's like that conversation skill, the, the sense of humor, like you make a girl laugh. Oh my God. The brownie points you get for that. So how do you get that? Well, going back to the beginning, you got to practice, just practice, just talk to girls, talk, talk. And bring things up and have conversation about stuff. You know what I mean? I agree, actually. And, and so Kristen has a program that's coming out shortly. Hopefully it'll be available middle of December. That's what I'm hoping for right now. But it is a product on, uh, or program on a how to banter. Like she's literally broken down the steps because she's a comedian. So how to, <laughs> how to banter, how to practice bantering. Um, and one of the things that are in that program is something that we learned uh, from someone who was on our podcast, Spencer, where we talked about uh, conversation masturbation. That's that's the title that he, Kristen labeled it. So that's why she's put it into her program now. Um, but where it's literally just like talking, 
talk in your on your own in your room where you just start talking for half an hour straight and just see what can come out of your mouth when you don't put any limitations onto yourself. And like things happen. You don't, it's the same thing when you put a pen to paper, like you may start off saying, oh, I have nothing to write about. And then you, you get into this flow as you start writing and things just pour out of you. You, every individual has a lot more inside of them than they realize, but they're either closing their mouth or they're not putting their hand on a pen and putting it to paper. So they're not seeing what potential is actually there. So I, I, you know, I I completely agree with you that practice is essential, but literally just like starting somewhere and not giving yourself a limitation on the things that you can do and the things that you can say. Uh, I have some questions from our listeners and I'm hoping that you, yeah, you want to, hey, you'll answer. I didn't know we have questions. Okay, so he said, hey, girls and guests, what are your thoughts on gift giving, giving gifts to girls. There is this girl at the gym and we were talking on Friday about different foods like rice. <laughs> uh, and she... <laughs> I knew you were going to... I looked at... Although I do love rice. So I, I know, get like it. rice. The interesting conversation. And she mentioned mangoes, that mango is her favorite fruit. I was thinking of getting her a box and saying, this is just to show my appreciation towards you, that you are here at the gym all the time and take the time to talk to me about health-related stuff. In reality, I'm trying to show her how much I like her and I'm sure she will get the message. I don't think she is that dumb. From A. So I'd like to hear your thoughts. Number one on gift giving and then also on what A had to say about, you know, it's being obvious that I like her. And if this is a good, okay. if this is a good plan for him. Well, this is, this is where it gets tricky and it's even more tricky now for us guys because, you know, obviously it's the, the whole Me Too movement and all these creeps out there have ruined it for nice yeah. guys because the problem is now you really have to be careful because, you know, for us, for him to go up to her, it's, it's hard. You know, you don't realize how hard it is for us to like open, oh God, you know, to so open that conversation. It's very hard. And in, you know, you want to be... A, you know, you need to be a little bit aggressive and proactive in the sense that you got to, you know, you got to try, but you also have to know where is that line. And that, that becomes very difficult, especially if you haven't done it in a while. So what, what the, it's, a, it's not a clear cut answer, I think, because the thing is you have to be careful because it can come across, I think, if you give a gift, let's say like that, to someone who, let's say you're not on a date or you don't have a relationship or whatever, even though you think it could be nice, I think it could be misconstrued as being a little creepy. Oh, definitely. To be honest with you. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, see that's... Yeah. See, 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 I'm on, I'm on the... I'm, I'm right on the nose as a I guy. I think the rule should be no gift giving until you're with somebody in a yes, relationship. I, I agree. What he should do, so here's what I would say instead. The gift would show... So, okay, and you tell me if I'm close or not because you guys, obviously, you girls know. I think the gift tells the girl, okay, he, he likes me but he's too shy to actually just tell me he likes me and ask me out. So he's doing this sort of passive aggressive way of showing me that he likes me by giving me something it's safe, but yet a little kind of creepy because we're not together. As opposed to just ask her if she wants to go find a mango place and say, hey, would you want to go get some, you know, sticky rice and mango? It's a Thai, (laughs) you know what I mean? Do a little research. Let's tie our passions together. Yeah, yeah. Do you want? Would you want it one night? You want you you want to you know uh, go have some mango and rice with me or whatever. And then if she and she'll say yes, then you know she's interested. If she says if she avoids it, maybe you ask one more time. And if not, you have to you have to be willing yeah, to walk. Be willing away. to walk away, and, and then you, you know it, so don't it. sort of 
don't take it hard. You can have a few days to be a little bit hurt about it, but then go back and be normal. I'm going to tell A, that if he does this, what is going to happen is he's going to give the mangoes and then the next time he sees her, she's not going to make eye contact. She's going to have a straight face that doesn't have any smiles on it um, because she doesn't want to give any indication to him that any of her Mm -hmm. actions before were flirting. Therefore, she's going to turn off everything about herself that would give out any emotion possible. Uh, and mm-hmm. seem extremely cold to you, probably ignore you on some level. I just don't think that that's a, it's a good tactic. And I, Polly, you're 100% right with what you said. I, I honestly just don't think that women go through that process of, oh, he's not act, asking me out directly. It's just straight to, yeah, this is creepy. I didn't give any indication that that I'm open to this, that I wanted this. Right. Right? And so... And if she is inter- and even if she is interested, again, she'll respond more to the to him just plain asking her out. Just ask her out. That's it. What is she going to say? No. It's like this is kind of like a safe kind of scared way to do it. You know what I mean? It's like a roundabout way of just telling the person that you're yeah, interested. It's like you have you're better off just telling yeah, him you're it's interested. Like those guys and, who when I first started off in Los Angeles, who would offer to help me with work, um, find me a job or something. To you know, it's so right. transparent. Yeah, of course, I was like, sure, that <laughs> introduced me to people. But then they never introduced me to people, mm-hmm. and then we would just hang out and stuff, and it became very frustrating. Right. And then I was like, oh my god, screw you! And then I put a guard up, and then guys put up a guard too, because in their mind, they're thinking, oh, all I'm doing is you know being nice to her, and she's closing herself up. But it's it's this is this middle space that's not a gift. You know, I, it's not honest. A gift just screams, "I'm a pussy." Yeah, really. I, I, until well, that's what I was trying to say in a nicer way, but you said it. Yeah, yeah come on. Yeah. <laughs> just straight that's what up I was saying, to say it. It was kind of like a safe, yeah, that's all it is. It just shows your lack of yeah, confidence. I, this is where I was saying, going back to the beginning, the confidence thing is very important. So that, that the gift giving tells her right away where you are on the spectrum of confidence. You don't have enough confidence then to just tell her, say, hey, I like, you know, you're pretty cool. You want to grab some mango one night. That That's straight up. That's like no bullshit. Hey, do you want to do this? No, no problem. And that says, wow, he just asked me out. That's, I respect that. Well, I will, I I will add one little thing to this, that if there, if there is attraction between the two of you, when you are talking and next time you come to the gym, you do bring a mango in and then you (laughs) use that as like, use it as your weight. Right, exactly. First use it as your weight. As something playful for the two of you and then ask her out with the mango. and Like that's that's the only way to do it. If you're bringing that gift and saying like, I know you were talking about this last time. I want- <laughs> or you're just eating a mango. Oh my God. Every time he goes to the gym, he's just eating mangoes. Like that's it. his move yeah. to get her to talk to him. I know anything that's passive aggressive or sly, it, it's not sexy anymore. I was saying this on one of our recent shows. Yeah. Like 2018 is about like being straight and honest and real. Like routines, pick up lines, that shit doesn't work anymore. We've all seen it before. So just just go straight for the kill. Like just go in and ask her for what you want. Yep. If it's not what she wants, she'll let you know. When in and, doubt, and when in doubt, uh, when in doubt, authenticity. Yes. Yeah, and and again, the key. This this is what if I can offer anything in this conversation to your listeners. The key, the secret ingredient is eliminate the fear of failure. That'll and change your go. life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no my But honestly, if you go if you're if you allow yourself to be rejected like you said before and you're okay with that, you it's going to you'll be fine. Then you're you know, you're 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 expecting that to be an option and mm-hmm. if it happens, you won't be crushed. Most people just don't want to fail mm-hmm. at anything. Oh, well, I- 
Before we wrap up the show, I do want to tell this one story. So I had this um, client recently who came to me. There was this one girl in in his office that he had asked out, you know, six months prior to us talking on the phone. Um, She had said yes. And then I I actually kind of forget what happened, but it didn't end up working out that they would go out. And then he did a little bit of work on himself. So he kind of put it on the back burner. Uh, And then he was calling me to really just overanalyze uh, the situation with this girl about things that had happened between him and her to see if there was still something there and if he did have a shot. And when we were, you know, talking on the phone, I kept thinking he's putting so much pressure on himself. And I I think I I believe I said it during our call, like you're putting so much pressure on yourself. It's going to be so horrible. Um, and, you know, I finally told him like, just just cut to it and ask her out already. This is just, it's too much pressure for me. I can't even imagine how it's <laughs> feeling for you. So he did eventually ask her out. It didn't end up working out the way that he he wanted to. But he came back and he was he was really beating himself up for it. And he just said, I keep finding myself in the same pattern. And I said, the one thing to do, which is very similar to what Polly Z just said, it's like, it's not to attach yourself to that outcome. It's to really like, I know that we don't want to fail. And so we're going to ask 18 people to analyze our situation for us to see if we're seeing any holes of, of, of what we can do better or, or that is 100% a yes answer. But all of that buildup just puts so much more pressure on the situation and on the outcome so that it hurts way more on the back end. If you just pull the Band-Aid off, go for it in the moment or even slightly after the moment to ask that person out, ask for what you want. She says no, she says yes, you get the answer and then you move forward with whatever it is and it doesn't it doesn't hurt as much. Uh, Polly Z, you are a wonderful guest. I would love to have you back on the show. Oh, thank you. But why don't... Yes, I feel, I feel like we're just scratching know, the surface so actually. I can't believe we went... It's over. I didn't even get I to I know. Anything. Well, that's why you have to come back and talk to us. But if anybody does want to... Yeah. Learn guitar from one of the greats, obviously. You've heard the people that he has worked with. It's beyond amazing that you would get to work with this person uh, to learn how to play guitar and be, you know, have that super sexy tool that instantly turns women on. It does. Like, that's the truth. It absolutely does. You have a guitar, as I said before, same as having a puppy or a baby with you. It's an instant panty dropper. It changed my life, people. It changed my it changed exactly. my life. It so even worked. if you're an accountant, it can change your life 100%. too. Or whatever you are, this is just something extra that you can be about. And maybe it is your passion. Maybe it's not. Uh, but it's something to try. So go to winggirlmethod.com slash poly Z and find out how to work with him. Again, you were awesome. So thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I hope I hope it helped. Some people out there it will be inspired. Me. Yeah, that's exactly. all that matters. <laughs> well, that's it. As gonna, as well, she's inspired. the only one listening. <laughs> that's actually actually good if it helped her. <laughs> there you go. Well, like, I, then I inspired 100% exactly. of your viewers. That's all that we ask for. <laughs> so you are wonderful. Kristen, you're wonderful too. If anybody does want to work with you to learn how to banter, Kristen was just telling me before our show how she doesn't know how to not give too much to people that she works with. So basically, if you sign up for <laughs> one session, you yes, get you definitely you, you get way more than you pay for. Trust me. So go. What's your... yeah? I yeah. You get one session and then you get and ten that's free. Exactly I think how is her deal. Works. Right? Yeah, like... That's the thing. She's like, just like me. Make sure that I do a good job. And so, where do people go to to find out about this? So to take advantage of me, <laughs> go to kristencarney.com slash dating help. 
that, and that she's looking so depressed now. But he is wonderful, <laughs> and she teaches people uh, over text how to banter. And by the end of working with her, honestly, you're like a texting wizard. And you've you've heard her samples on the show, <laughs> so you know what she's talking about. And if you want to find out more about me, you can go to winggirlmethod.com, sign up for my free newsletters, and just get tons of free information about how to attract date, seduce, get, and keep the girl if you so desire. New episodes of the Ask Woman podcast come out on Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific. Don't be an idiot and download individual episodes. Please subscribe to our show and share it with others who you think will enjoy listening to us uh, overanalyze and talk for an hour with unbelievable guests like Polly Z. We will see you guys next week. 